Welcome back to On the Path, where we discuss all things Witcher related, blah, 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 blah. We're doing Echoes of the Past. We're doing Missing Persons. We're doing Nameless. But I'm far too excited because 24 hours from right now of this recording, I should be on a flight to Houston and then on a flight to Amsterdam as I so leave tomorrow. exciting. I know. that's. I know. We were just talking about it and I totally forgot about that because to me, Amsterdam is like still two days away because the flight for me is one hour, maybe an hour, 15 minutes. Um, but it just dawned on me that obviously it's such a big journey for Brett and he has to leave tomorrow afternoon where I'll still have a like full day of work to do. <laughs> yeah. We talked about your flight to the destination is the same as my connection flight. Yeah. That's like maybe halfway across Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. all yours is going to be. Amsterdam's pretty got, close to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got nine and a half hours on nice. that flight. So yeah, I've got my everything here. I'm in the middle of packing. So that's kind of where my head is, but we're into the main beef of Skellige here. Three missions, because one of them is very short. But before we get going, house cleaning, house cleaning, house cleaning. Uh, if you think about it, review, comment, do all that fun stuff. We're going to go through these comments that we got. We are up to 88 reviews on Spotify. So we're almost getting to the 100. So if you listen on Spotify, please rate that. It really, really helps. And let's go straight to here. We had... Nick on YouTube and Hal on Instagram both got in touch to say that we made a mistake on the last episode. Shocking <laughs> that you can actually do both Ceres and Hjalmar's quest. And it's later you can pick who you want to be king or queen. I guess I just never thought to do both. Maybe. Yeah, because they're not uh, mandatory quests. Maybe you just did whatever one and then decided later on to also go with that person. It must have been. I just, yeah, I guess I did it like the lore friendly one that I just helped one out, and then told the other one, I guess, you know, bang Do off. Do your thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's that a good it. little thing to note that you don't have to pick uh, between the quests. You can do both of them. Um, another comment we got on YouTube was from a guy called Rage Quit Jackson. And this was in response to, I think, Brett, you were questioning the age of Ceres, right? I still am questioning the ages of yeah. all of them. Yeah, so um, Rage Quit Jackson says, I don't think Andre Sapkowski could tell you how old Hjalmar is. As Brett has said, the man doesn't really care. <laughs> In the books, Yen and Croc speak about Siri as a kid and there seems to be a tone of timeline and a ton, sorry, a ton of timeline and age continuity errors. I remember it not matching with the earlier books. So yeah, another one of those things the uh, the author really doesn't mind. <laughs> I read something earlier today. I just happened to see it about, I think it was Mark Hamill tweeted it and was saying when people asked George Lucas, is it Chewbacca? Is it Chewbacca? Is it Han or is it Han? Yeah. He was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like people are going to, people are going to, and the answer was basically people are going to pronounce it differently all over the universe. Yes. Like, wow. That's actually a very good answer to someone mm -hmm. who's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Cause I remember it was, it was uh, Samuel L. Jackson in the prequels asking George about the color of the lightsabers. Yes. And he was saying, he's like, basically like green is good or blue is good and red is bad. And he was like, well, can I have a purple? Like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's just like, no, he didn't. He's just, no, these are the colors and he doesn't really think too much about it. And yes, Andre Sapkowski time and time again has shown he does not care about stuff like that. And so for CDPR to do it, it's perfectly on brand, I guess. Yes, very cunning. All right, next up, Baron, Baron Grimswald on YouTube answered the question about Saris Aridin nickname, that they're both nicknamed Sparrowhawk. And there's going to be some Polish words in here that I'm not Let's going go. to dare try and pronounce. <laughs> 
Little known facts. We know both Saris and Aerodin are called Sparrowhawk. However, that's actually a mistranslation as they do not have the same moniker in the Polish original version. Aerodin is called Sparrowhawk or <laughs> Krogulek. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> Sounds very Star Trekian right yeah, there. Krogulek <laughs> in Polish. However, in the Polish version, Saris is instead called long P word with a lot of consonants in it, which is an <laughs> affectionate form of shorter P word with the same amount of consonants in it, which in English means quail and not Sparrowhawk. That's a interesting. Good, that's Qua a really good fact, yeah. That is, and Quail is just not a good nickname. No, Quail's rubbish. And School of the Quail, <laughs> or, oh, that's the Sparrowhawk and the Fox. Oh, that's the Quail. Whoa. The Quail is rubbish, yeah, so I'm it's not terrible. surprised that they decided to call her Sparrowhawk, but it is a little bit of an oversight from them, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it never even crossed my mind that that would be a mistranslation. I, but I, if it's a mis... I don't know, the mistranslations are weird... I don't know. I just think with mistranslations are funny to me because it seems like stuff like that should be easily caught. Yeah. Like in the editing process or something, but I guess shit happens. Yeah. And it's one that slipped through the net. Um, I think this is the last comment we've got to read out today. And it's a really nice one from Twitter. And it's from a guy called Rob. And he says, love the podcast. You and the Fox Bride are doing a really great job of it. I get it on Tuesdays in Oz. And honestly, for that hour or so, I'm taken from work into the Witcher universe with you both. And it really makes the day so much better. I can't wait till next week. Right, you said Oz, just to be clear, it's like AUS. Australia, Austra yeah, yeah. Oz, Oz, which is a nickname, OZ, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those down under. But yes, it's nice to see messages like that, that, you know, we're, we're going through people's heads as soon as it comes out. So Made my day. Yeah. So thank it you is. for that one, Rob. Yeah, thanks again for everybody for commenting. Again, leave a comment under the YouTube video. You can email us, leave them on Instagram, Twitter. Also, the page that I'm looking at right now, the Discord. In the ah. Discord, the On the Path, uh, in there, we kind of put some behind-the-scenes stuff in there, maybe certain things. You might tweet out a little bit of spoilers. It, well, mm. not spoilers in that sense. Spoilers like the episodes, like stuff Podcast we'll talk about spoilers, today. We'll, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Stuff like that we'll allude to. Like me saying that I have some... Yen and Geralt hot takes today. Mm, I'm quite intrigued more, to see what they are. <laughs> really more of a Geralt hot take and a Yen observation. But okay. without further ado, I think we can go ahead and get started. Um, yeah, I've kind of just bailed on the spoiler warnings. Nothing going to be too big spoiler. Um, like the series companion in here, I'm going to have to say who it is because we just keep alluding to who it is. Yeah. And we'll know uh, like in two or three episodes, we'll actually finally be able to talk about that person. But I won't say the name yet. Other than that, I think we've covered everything. So we're going to start with Echoes of the Past and Lucy, take us away. Yeah, so Echoes of the Past is a quest that begins straight after Geralt and Yennefer recover the Mask of Erberos from Ermion's lab in the quest that we talked about last week. Um, so this magical cataclysm has destroyed part of Ard Skellig and Ciri, sorry, Yennefer suspects Ciri was behind it. And Yennefer wants to use this mask to look for signs of Ciri having been there. The mask is very similar to the magic lamp that Kira gave us um, in the Tower Full of Mice quest, in that you can use it to see glimpses of the past. Um, Ermian says that the mask can't be used as it will cause destruction potentially bury them and the aisles underneath them. But Yennefer goes ahead and uses it anyway. And there's a really funny moment where you find Yennefer and Ermion arguing. And then as Geralt and Ermion start to speak and Ermion's going, you can't do this. It's going to, 
you know, she can't use this mask. It's going to potentially cause disaster. And then it cuts him off. And there's like a massive lightning bolt <laughs> and Yennefer's disappeared. <laughs> and it's, it's like, like oh, oh, she's went to do it. <laughs> she's must have used the mask. Yeah. It's also it's also funny to me as you walk around just holding this goofy looking mask or Geralt just walks around holding yeah. this mask. And so here comes that first thing from Yen. Yen in these, as I say, episodes, Yen in these missions is very fourth while like mm-hmm. very forceful and all that, very upfront about what she wants. And looking through some YouTube videos, looking through some comments, this is a big part where people are just like, oh, I hate Yen. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand Yen, blah, 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 blah. So this my kind of thing is, if she were a man, like if she was a guy doing this, then it would just be like, oh man, she's just really headstrong. Yeah. And uh, cause she's got these quips in there. She's very sarcastic in this. Like she has no time for anyone's bullshit. Yeah. And she would just be seen as like this roguish behavior. And the one mm-hmm. I can compare it to is maybe like Lambert. Yeah. Like Lambert, especially in the Yad Carradine quest, we're going to talk about Yam- Yambert. Fuck. Missing. <laughs> I'm telling you, my mind is already on the flight. <laughs> Yambert. <laughs> Lambert is very Yen-like in that mission where he's not listening to Geralt. He doesn't care. And he's doing crazy shit that's causing Geralt to have to fight people. But yeah. I've never heard anybody be like, man, I don't like Lambert. He's too he's too headstrong. Yeah. I think it's because he's a guy. And it because Yen be, is this yeah. woman and doing it to Geralt. Yeah. And I think whenever guys act like that, people are like, oh, he's such a, you know, he's such a dick. But like in an affectionate way, almost. Like they like that about him when he acts like that. But it's then like when, assertive. When a guy does it, it's very assertive. Yes. You know, so when, when a, a woman girl does it, does she's it, being a bitch. Or she's being a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yennefer is yeah. a perfect example of this. And I think that's why I love Yennefer so much because I love that she doesn't give a shit what all the guys are saying or, you know, if the witchers are, you know, pissed off with her. She just continues doing her thing and she knows what she has to do. And she knows she's the best at what she does as well. And she's not afraid to embrace that. And that's not, and that's not to take away and say that Yen isn't being oh, very yeah. forceful or being like a bitch, and that she absolutely is, because what we've said again, I don't know exactly how long ago it was. These missions show that Yen will do anything yeah. for Siri, anything, and we might get to later where I'm not sure Geralt will. Yeah, I think oh, that Geralt. was a another reason why we could group these three shorter quests together, and that the overarching theme is that Yennefer. Nothing will stop her and she will go beyond like boundaries, beyond respect, anything Desecrate like that. corpses, yeah, holy ground. She's ready. Yeah. And, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like you said, we use the mask and it's not like a clear picture. They get he can kind of see these two figures walking through the forest and Geralt can tell one of them is Siri because she moves like a witcher, which I thought was really okay. sweet. Wasn't she just walking? I know. I I was watching it like, hmm, what does he mean? Like, she's walking in a straight line. Like, I get it if it was fighting. Like, you see them fighting. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's fighting like a witch. Yeah. Oh, she moved like a witcher. I'm like, no, I'm. they're walking straight line, Geralt. Come just on. walking. And he's Come just on. like, he made this really sweet comment, though, which, you know, I, I clung on to the sweet comment. <laughs> okay. Maybe I was being a dick there. <laughs> You're being a bitch. <laughs> now I'm being the bitch. Um, but yes, we can see that Ciri was with a powerful companion and it's a mage of some sort. And Geralt remembers that Kira Metz had said that a mage came to her in Velen looking for Ciri. Um, Ciri and her companion were chased through this forest by the Wild Hunt. 
which we realise once we find the remains of one of the riders that Ciri's companion vaporised. So there's not really much of him left apart from his armour, which Geralt recognises to be the, the armour of a wild hunt uh, rider. Uh, and we see that Ciri and her companion escape, but separately and through separate portals. But Yennefer can tell that they both went to the Velen area. Um, that's pretty much the end of the quest. Ermion comes down to have another go at Yennefer and Geralt. And he says that since this explosion happened, the wild hunt have also been seen and attacked a town called Lofton on Hindersfjall. So that's where Geralt and Yen will visit next. And he also makes quite an interesting comment to Yennefer, which will link quite nicely into a later quest. And he says, if somebody's death was going to help you find Ciri, would you start making human sacrifices as well? You could answer one of two ways. We're ready to do anything for Ciri or calm down, nothing happened. And I mean, quite clearly, a lot of stuff's happened. <laughs> it's very much downplaying. <laughs> Well, nothing's happened compared to what's about to happen. Yeah. At Lofferton. But no, this was, um, yeah, I like this because we get some background here with Ermian, who again is Mausak from the books and Mausak from the show. And he talks about the elder blood from Laura Doran, Lara Doran, extraordinary ability. So that kind of puts that back in, uh, in case some people may have kind of forgotten about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this is also the race of Morhog. I know yeah. they, they said that in the show. I'm yes. sure they say it somewhere in here as well. That's what Skellige, it's the Skelligan term, if you will, for the wild hunt. And so this is Ermian being like, oh shit, like they're here. Oh, because he believes it. Like they're going to believe it on Skellige. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. anywhere, I think Ice says it in the TV show, doesn't he? And Siri then Probably. says it having heard Ice say it. Okay. Yeah. Again, season one is, whoo. Yeah. Season one is, <laughs> season one is pre COVID. So that's I know. like the Isn't long, that that's the long, long ago. Yeah. It's like three years that's ago that season one came out. You might as well be 30. <laughs> so uh, Ermian also mentions that he is now a Hierophant, which can ring a bell mainly to me because of like the tarot card. There's a tarot card of uh, Hierophant. Yeah. I need to, I still need to get like a tarot deck. I, every time I, I look into, into that, I'm not at all. I don't oh. believe in it. No, I don't. Like, I don't believe in it at all. Right. I never had a reading or anything like that. But the artwork is awesome. It is. It's yeah. all medieval to, you know, a lot of, I think it's some Roman imagery, but it's all like this medieval very gothic looking art depending on what you get yeah and it's always that you know that imagery right there that's just really cool to have like those dragon age inquisition tarot cards like oh yeah i remember them yeah. i love i love that game mostly because of those <laughs> like i want to play <laughs> just so i can look at those during the game and this also hierophant also was like priest in ancient greece i think i remember maybe i heard that in assassin's creed odyssey mm. I've, I've heard that somewhere um somewhere in there but yeah that kind of goes there and the last thing he kind of mentions it was kind of fun is you can ask him about the war and he talks about like Radovid and he calls Radovid a madman, but a cunning one. Mm -hmm. And to me, those are opposites. Like a madman is a lunatic, someone who doesn't really think. Yeah. And a cunning is someone who obviously thinks very clearly about things. Yeah, it's very, um, oh, the words, the words left Strategic. Me. Yeah, exactly. Very strategic, very like planning every move, whereas a madman would have none of that. So yeah, that is quite contradictory. Just, I guess it could be more just tricky, I guess. And tricking could be somebody like someone that could be, that's even like a madman. No, that's not what a madman does, but maybe, I don't know. I guess you could call even like the Joker would be a madman, but he's also very smart. Very, yeah. In yeah. What he did. I guess I haven't seen the, the actual Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie yet. You haven't? So, I have not. <gasps> I don't. It was good. I don't know if I, 
I know, but like, it's one of those, it's almost referenced too much in like real stuff. It was very unsettling. Influence. Yeah. I didn't like, I wouldn't say I enjoyed watching it, but it was good. And I felt it just made me feel really uncomfortable. See, I just, nah, I don't know. It, it, it's been on HBO Max, I think, for a while. I assume Has it's it? still on there. Mm. And I still haven't seen The Batman, like the Robert Pattinson one. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Okay. Yeah, I just don't watch things. No, I'm really very behind know. on cinema. I just watch. Uh, I just rewatched. Over over okay. <laughs> okay. We, we might need to have a Cornetto trilogy sidebar here. I would love that. Let's go. I just rewatched all of them. Okay. <laughs> And I've been on the record. I'm probably the only person in the flipping world, it seems like. I know you're going to say. Hot Fuzz is my least favorite. I'm baffled by that. I watched it again. And it's just not fun, that, that funny. Do you think it's because like it's very British? I think that's exactly it. That's the first because thing I was about to say. Very it's very British. It's small town British. And I yeah. think you have to have that small town British with the big town thing. I also think this, and I legitimately want to ask Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg this. After watching these three movies, Simon Pegg is as brilliant of a comedic actor as I can think of ever seeing. I, I think he's anybody. great. Yeah. He is amazing. And that's not even including like the dramatic stuff that he does in those yeah. movies. He is incredible. So why do you make him the straight man? He's a straight man in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not funny. He's not trying to be funny though. Yeah. It's like, we're going to make the most brilliant comedic actor the straight man and have other people play off of him. That's why I don't like that movie. Mm, so you think he should be like a funnier character? Because like you really Sean, like, the, like at World's, the World's End, End, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, The World's End is... The World's End, I could literally talk about ad nauseum from like a filmmaking perspective and like a writing perspective of yeah. how it shows everything, the way it's shot. It's like... The movie is like in reverse and fast forward at the same time. We won't get bogged down in that, but I love it also because I just love the message of it. It's as you get older, I'll admit this, especially as maybe like an older guy that appealed to me more than mm. like small town British. Yeah. <laughs> the small town English town would do, but I just, I don't understand making that him the straight man. So yeah. that's just, that's a question I have to ask. And I don't know. All right. There's our Cornetto. I think I need trilogy. to watch the world's end again, because I think, I loved Hot Fuzz so much and I watched The World's End maybe like once and I feel like you yeah. do have to watch these films more than once to really love them. So I think I need to maybe sit the down. The World's End more than anything. The, each time I watch it up to about like the fourth or fifth time, it kept getting better. And I know that's normally not what a movie should do, but World's End was a lot like Shaun of the Dead where Shaun of the Dead was a straight up comedy yeah. until like a point like that. And then it's like almost a dramatic, fully dramatic. Yeah. And World's End kind of has that too, where they're all doing this pub crawl and then it turns into this like action alien movie. And then it gets super dark yeah. at the end of that. And like I said, that just appeals to an aging like man <laughs> who may have had their life turned upside down. I don't know. It, yeah. it, that's what I'm saying. So stuff can appeal to it more, but I still, I, I'm going to hold, I'm going to die on that hot fuzz hill of they made Simon Pegg not funny. And I just don't see how, I don't see how Why that's would you do that? I think it's a waste. Why would you do that? He's so good. Yeah. Maybe we need okay. to do a side quest episode into um, the Scornetto trilogy. I would do that all day. You could watch so the last them all thing on here your with Ermine, though. Yeah, let's go. Let's oh, carry on. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> 
All right. So the last thing here you can do here with Ermi and with after all this happens, you can be like, hey, you want to play some Gwent? Of course. Yeah. Yin can wait. We'll play some Gwent. <laughs> and they play Gwent. And they talk about how crack is now a crack is now really good. And mm. you go play him and then play this shitty guy named Gremist. So there you go. You got the Gwent little reprieve there in the midst of Right just in so the pissed. middle of this whole discovery of the wild hunt and the cataclysm, and it's like Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> we might have got a trail on Siri here, but Up for a round of Gwent. I want your Gwent card. <laughs> um, so but this leads on to the next quest. So you can go off and do side quests or Witcher contracts at this point if you want. But the next main quest is missing persons. So we go and meet Yennefer on Hindrisfjall and we walk to Lofton together. And there's so much great dialogue here between Yennefer and Geralt. But like you said earlier, she is just really being a bit of an arsehole the whole time. And I think she means it in an affectionate way because if Geralt's kind of doesn't laugh she's like oh come on you know you know i'm just teasing you um but yeah it's very funny there's loads of great moments um and it's a good one if you are interested to go and watch a youtube video on it to see all the different dialogue options because obviously when you play the game you'll just do it once and get one but there's loads of little bits that you might miss um otherwise um so we get to lofton the wild hunt have destroyed the town and left a lot of people dead. So the priestesses of the town are performing a ritual to honor the dead. Um, Geralt kind of says we should hold off here because they're obviously doing something serious and uh, they're priestesses, so we should leave them alone. Yennefer is not patient enough. She just barges right in. Sorry, ladies, sorry to interrupt, but there's a very pressing matter is what she says. Well, this, that's the best thing is they go up there and Geralt is he's like, whoa, we should probably wait. And she goes, we will do no such thing. Yeah, exactly. And just barges in there. I'm like, there you go. There yeah. you go. She got no time for this. Walt is on in and prods them for information. Whereas when she asks a question, she can see they're upset, grieving, and she prods for more information where Geralt is kind of like, at some point Geralt can say, Yen, back off. Um, or you can encourage her even more, which I like to do. Well, I like there. What I like about that is if you tell her to stop, she does actually apologize. Yeah. And she and she tells Geralt, you're right. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah, because she might does, be the only time she does that. Yeah. And I think and, and at another point in the in the quest, um, he questions why she's being like this. And she's like, I genuinely don't care about what everyone thinks. Like, I only care about what you think or Siri or people I actually love and care about. That's the only opinions I care of. So. Maybe that's why if he calls her out on it, she actually would stand down as such. Yeah, uh -huh. she's 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 proving that on Skellige that she does not care really? about local customs, nope. the Hierophant Ermian or these priestesses here. She does not care. No, really, uh, all that's in her mind is is Siri. Um, one woman says that she saw Siri for a moment before the attack, and Siri was in the stables with a man that's now known as Craven. And the woman kind of slips up and she goes, oh, yeah, she was with Skia. I mean, Craven, Craven will be able to tell you more. So that was I was kind of like, why is she? I thought she was lying at one point she, that she was saying he was with somebody and then with somebody else. But it turns out that um, Craven is a man who fled the town uh, when the Wild Hunt attacked. And he's been kind of disgraced from society and given this new name of Craven because he's had his names, titles, everything stripped from him. Um, so Craven has went to a place called Freya's Garden 
to fight Morkvarg, who's this monster, and this is going to be his way of redeeming himself and regaining the respect of the people in the town. Uh, but he never returned. So next part of the quest is to visit the garden and see if we can find him. I forgot to mention, and it ties in with this, when you first start to walk up to the priestesses, you can talk to a guy, like oh. a fisherman or something like that. And he's very, very, very defensive why he's there. And oh, really? as, soon as, you, as soon as you walk up to him, he's like, look, I fought them. I fought them. Look, he's just healed. I'm only survived because they didn't hit my organs. You can be like, well, you're pretty defiant. Like, what are you, what are you blathering about? And it's because this guy survives. And yeah. it's one of those, hey, the wild hunt came. They killed everybody that fought back. Why didn't you fight back as a guy? And so I do like that kind of thrown in there. It's like, did he actually mm. fight? Or is he worried now that he'll be craven because of what they did to Skjall? Yes. Now, if he'll be the craven in there. So I thought that was that was a very cool thing for them to put in before you even know about any of this. Yeah, definitely. Because that would say that would kind of just sit in your mind like, why is that? And then all of a sudden you're going to have this story revealed and you'll think, ah, that's why. So that's a very clever way of storytelling from them. Um, and he also does say that he's um, the next time they sell off to raid, he's going to join and get some Nordling blood. And it's also funny oh. too, hearing them talk about fighting the Nilfgaardians and fighting the Nordlings, like yeah. the, the Northern realms. Like they're just kind of just raiding everybody. Anyone. It's like, oh, that's, that's what they do. I guess yeah. one's not worse than the other. They haven't uh, chosen sides as such. Um, so yeah, we head to the garden next. And there's quite, <laughs> it's quite funny when you're walking anywhere with Yennefer, if you go too far ahead, she just shouts at you and tells you to come back. <laughs> So she doesn't even let you go too far ahead. Uh, you have to stay with her. Um, but as you walk up to the garden, which is Freya's garden, I think the first thing you see is Morkvarg, which is this kind of werewolf-looking monster. Would you say he's a, were he's a werewolf, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a werewolf. And you can hear him kind of eating something, and that's my least favorite noise from the game, is Morkvarg eating. And I think that noise is in Gwent as well. I know like, him just like snarling with his yeah. stuff like that. I don't is know in why there. I hate that so much. <laughs> just gnawing at everything. I hate it. So that, like, I, I'm, I don't remember what the Gwent card did, but it was one of my most used Gwent cards, but I just had to like plug my ears whenever, whenever I played it because I hated it so much. Um, so that, that kind of leads off, it can lead off into a whole other side quest, which is all about Morkvarg and lifting his curse. Um, but obviously we know that Craven came here to try and kill Morkvarg and obviously he hasn't been successful. Um, but we'll not go into that side quest now. We'll, we'll circle back to that one once we finish the main quest. Uh, so Yennefer and Geralt search the garden for signs of Craven. And as you're looking around, you can see like a trail of blood and Geralt goes, yeah, look, here's this, this, that and the other. Like, and you see it and Yennefer says, I might be inhumanly beautiful, but I don't have superhuman senses. <laughs> uh, not like you. So Gerald sort of says, you know, you stay up here. I'll go and search around this whole place for the body. When you first start talking, I love that Yen's kind of coy about things. And mm -hmm. Gerald can be like, Yen, what are you plotting? Yeah. And she says many things, such as how to seize the Temerian crown, sell Kaer Morin out from under you. <laughs> Other stuff like that. It's like, man, she's just, 
she has no time for other people's BS, but like no. her, she can, she'll just crack Constant. these jokes <laughs> and do all that as well. And did you get the lines of the dog puns? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. There's Geralt, so many of them. I didn't write them down. Do you have any of them? I, a couple of them made no sense. Like the wolf's belly. I don't know if that was a, well, yeah. if that's a European thing. I didn't get some of them. So that's why I didn't write okay. them down because I was like, so the, they're just making puns for dogs. Geralt starts off with, yes, to transform into a well, God bless it. To transform into a werewolf. It's a dog's life, eh? Yeah. And I'm just, <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I literally just, I did that and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> And then I thought like that was just going to be it because I didn't understand the next two was something about a wolf's belly. Yeah. And then the last one was a yen saying like, no question, he was top dog here. And I'm just, oh my God. And then I think Geralt might have another one after that. And she's like, okay, that's enough. Like you win. You win. Yeah. And, and I just, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what? Like, but just, again, we have these little snips, you know, everyone kind of throws off their little one-liners and then you move on. And, but they literally stop down right here to have this five or six lines of dog and wolf puns. Back and forth with each other. It's so weird. And I, it's just, I have such a, it's mainly a hate relationship with puns. And really? so I just, I kind of might've, I might've thrown my controller down here a little bit and just <sighs> done kind of looks like that. <laughs> You're done with it. Um, over it. Yeah. So this is a really weird um, little area. The garden has um, several, I don't know how to describe them, but it's not like a cave because it's got a door. So there's like caves then there's little rooms which have got fences over them um, and you have to lift up and down some levers, but eventually you'll come to this cave, which is right beneath where Yennefer is standing. Those are called um, like sluices, right? Those water things. Is that what that it go is? Up and down. Yeah. I think it's called a sluice. So you have to pull a lever and then this thing goes up and the water levels out so you can go through. Um, but if you've already done the side quest, you've already done that bit. So that's where it kind of gets confusing when you're watching the videos. Um, so at the very bottom of a well, Geralt finds Craven's body. And he says that he has seen rot fiends in better condition than him. So the body's like decomposing is what he's getting at. And Yennefer shouts down to scrape together what you can and haul the bits up here, uh, but won't tell us her plan. <laughs> she doesn't want to yell through that grate. She's like, just hurry up and get up here. Yeah. So Geralt, <laughs> Geralt's humor again is just so weird. So he obviously starts to pick up this uh, corpse and he's like, come on, someone wants to meet you. <laughs> just bring it up to Yennefer. It's so bizarre, but I guess they're trying to keep this quest as lighthearted as it can be considering where it's about to go. Um, if I cared that much, like the, to I, the tone is just kind of all over because you're right. Maybe it was to keep it light before what's about to happen. Yeah. Cause <laughs> it goes, it goes dark. It. Yeah. Very, very all of a sudden as well. Um, so we, we bring the body up and <laughs> like, there's just so many funny lines. So Yennefer's like, okay, right. We can, we'll get him to talk. And Geralt goes, you know, he looks at the dead body. He doesn't seem like much of a talker. <laughs> and finally, Yennefer reveals her plan that she's going to use the magic of the garden and her own powers, of course, to essentially, um, revive using necromancy the body so that they can speak with him and find out what happened to Siri. 
So necromancy's forbidden, such as premarital sex, yeah. as she says. Yeah. It's it is weird also when you know certain something like that is obviously very much a like Judeo-Christian, even like Islamic thing, contemporary mm-hmm. to our world. And it is something that when it gets put into fantasy worlds, I'm always just like, oh yeah, like I guess they would do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's one of those that it's just it doesn't throw me out of it. It's just always weird when I see fantasy worlds do it. And that's not good or bad or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just always throws me off. It's just like, oh yeah, I guess they I guess they took that they took that in as well. For their like super religious folks in their world yeah, as well. I think it's, it's always just hey, marriage is yeah, I guess easy thing to say, oh, marriage is from God, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I guess way to do it. But hey, mm-hmm. why is the necromancer so buff? The necromancer. Yeah, why is the necromancer so buff? What do you mean? <laughs> they've been a doing a lot of they've been doing a lot of deadlifting. <laughs> All right, I like that one. <laughs> There's mine. There's mine. <laughs> there I got I joined in on the puns and the yeah, I like it. the dad jokes. <laughs> I like how you didn't know that it was like a joke. You're like, wait, what? I know. I thought I didn't know what you mean. I thought you meant like a character in the game. Like, why is he so buff? And I was like, I don't know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> like, why Why would Brett be doing a dumb joke? Oh, he is going to do it. Okay. There you go. Maybe they should have put that joke in the game just to lighten the mood even more. I could see Jennifer coming out with that. <laughs> Only I can do that. I would have broken my controller if they would have done it. <laughs> hey, hey, Geralt. <laughs> oh, God. Now um, we're losing it. We are, yeah. We we just need to get get away for the weekend. <laughs> um, Gerald doesn't seem particularly enthused by the idea, but he doesn't tell her no. So I think he kind of talks to her about the consequences. He says, you know, have you considered the consequences, especially since this area, this garden that we're in is very sacred to the people of Hendersfjall and the priestesses are going to be furious about this. And Yennefer is like, yeah, I've considered the consequences. And quite frankly, I don't care because all I care about is finding out if something's happened to Siri, finding a new lead on Siri. And Geralt, I guess, kind of agrees. And he's happy for her to go ahead with it, even though he knows the consequences. He says, we're going to make some enemies here. So this is where or herein lies my it's not a hot take. It's more of a hot question. Because Geralt protests like multiple times here. Like it's not just one time or even twice. It's like three, four to eventually Yen is like, just shut up or get out of here. Like either Mm -hmm. like help me or not. Like this is happening. Sorry. And he's saying like, oh, your please is really just a command or something like that. And she's like, please. He's like, no, it's just a command. And this is where, again, Yen is going to do whatever. And so would Geralt do whatever? Because it seems here he would not do this if it was up to him. Yeah, if it was him that was the one with the powers and maybe Yen was asking him to do it, would he? Or if Yen just wasn't there and it was somebody else being like, hey, do you think we should do this? Like, yeah. So it seems to me, because like I said, that's always the biggest difference in Triss and Yen. Yeah, because anything. Wouldn't. Yen will do anything for Siri, and Triss will obviously sell her out in the books yeah. and maybe even do more stuff with the Lodge here. I don't mm-hmm. know. But you would always think like, oh, well, Geralt would be like, yeah, Geralt would do absolutely anything because he kind of in the books, I don't think there's ever really a time where he doesn't ever hesitate to really do or say anything. Mm -hmm. And so here, right here, it really just planted that seed in my head of, I don't know if he would. Yeah. I wonder, because I think, was it earlier in the game when Triss kills, was it Menga? Yeah. 
and uh, we needed Menga to not figure out what happened to Dandelion. And I think they mentioned necromancy at that point, and Triss is like, I would never, ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so figure something else out. So, I wouldn't stoop that low, Gary. Exactly, yeah. She's yeah. like completely not even considering it in the slightest. So I wonder, like, yeah, maybe if Geralt was in this situation alone, he would try and find another way. But I guess if there was no other way, he, I, I don't know, I think he might. And that, that's the thing. Like, it, I would have always said yes. Yeah. But now I just, it just seemed like it was one thing to be like, hey, should we be doing this? And Yen being like, look, we have to. Mm-hmm. And then him be like, okay. You know, okay, yeah, you're right. But just doing it over and over. And I don't know if it to get too meta into this, like meta character wise, is this just where his cup raneth over of like taking shit from Yen or being yeah. bossed around by Yen? And he's just drawing like a frustrated line here. But at the same time, it's like you just did all that. You just hauled the bones up like in a weird way. Like, Geralt, what did you think? Why do you think you hauled those bones up exactly. in that body? Like, yeah, he must have think? known. Yeah, there's no <laughs> other way it could have been a use for that. Or I think it was kind of mentioned. I don't remember if you hear earlier. He just wants to be consulted. He just wants to be asked and let in on things. That yeah. could be another thing, too, that he feels because she wouldn't said like if she would have just been like, hey, we're going to find these bones. I'm going to put them up here and I'm going to bring them back to life, blah, blah, blah. But he, maybe he just feels more misled or betrayed or used. Exactly. Yeah. And especially with the last quest, we weren't told about what this plan was to so get the mask either. We're just, yeah. Geralt's just dragged along and, yeah. you know, she just needs him for, I guess, the muscle in case. I'm, but you know what? Does she even need him in that? She, because she's, she she's made very a powerful. Joke. Yes, but she did make a joke when you first get to this garden of come back safely because I need you to find Siri. And he gets yes. a little he gets a little hurt it's about little it. She's like, oh, oh, I'm just kidding. You know, she, she yeah. kind of does that, which, again, an asshole would joke and make fun of people until they show their hurt. And then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. You know, I like you. Yeah. And like that might be abusive. Too. A little bit gaslighty. Like, yeah, a little bit like I would abuse you until you show some vulnerability. And then it's like, oh, OK, then I'll give you that pat on the back to build you back up. Mm-hmm. And then I hit you back down again. <laughs> so I am just all over the map here. In regards to like Geralt's in Yen, but this yeah. is definitely something where, you know, let us know, you know, let us know again somewhere, comments or whatever, like mm-hmm. what you take out of this, because, you know, one thing going back through the game is now we delve deeply into this. Yes. And so with all this stuff coming up, it's just like, oh man, it's kind of changing what I may have thought. Totally. In before. Like I how agree. They I think having um, looked at everything more in depth and, I can kind of, I, I would always still pick Yennefer, I think, but I can kind of understand why maybe someone who was like solely a game Witcher 3 player might be like, oh, she's awful. Like, this is horrendous. Oh, most, like every time, every single time I see it in like a Twitch chat or something where someone's like, oh, Yen sucks. Yen's a bitch. I hate Yen. I just instantly ask like, hey, have you only played the games or have you read the books? It's never, they've never done it because they're only getting it from The Witcher 3. And again, it's, you know, we'll save a lot of this stuff for the very end when we talk about the overall aspect of the game. It's like the number one problem I have with this game and like Mm -hmm. CDPR's interpretation of it is the way they did Yen without knowing, without having, without prior knowledge. Yeah. Like playing the game first, because I played the game without any prior knowledge and I came out of it the same way. 
Like, mm-hmm. of course I picked Triss the first time I played it. Like, yeah, yeah. just unpleasant, if you will. Yeah. Like, I know she likes Siri and all that stuff. But again, I didn't realize how important Siri was, you know, to everything going back. And that's mm-hmm. just the number one thing problem I have is their interpretation or their, what's it called when you put projection? No, yeah. whatever. Their interpret, their picturization, their realization. Yeah. I, think, I can't think of the word. However, they're putting Yen out. Yes. <laughs> However, they're doing that. Their character is whatever. I don't know. Like to somebody that would be just playing the game. It, uh-huh. It's just too often that we see people that have only played the games just like completely dislike in. I'm like, that's not good. No. Like that's it's really like, not good. It's a weird one because obviously the situation or the story of The Witcher 3 is like very high stakes. Like they think Siri might be in danger or be dead. So we're never going to get like a fun, like lighthearted side of Yen maybe until later when her and Siri reunite but up and up in this point where you're like choosing who you're going to romance which is like earlier in the game she's very much like that 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 we have to do this have to do this whereas Triss is a little bit more laid back so well Triss is not even looking for Siri like she's trying to she's doing her own thing which is fine like she's survival of the mages and getting out of Novigrad but you know that's a very good point you say there is they did a great job of characterizing Yen as doing anything for Siri which would mean she doesn't have the benefit of being a player character like us and playing Gwent on the yeah. side. Like <laughs> yeah. her whole thing is like, I'm going to Lofoten. So in that moment, she only exists as going to Lofoten and waiting. She's not mm. playing Gwent with Ermian like us or going no. to <laughs> do some kind of random siren killing off to the side. And so I do think that's a good point you make there about there can't be any bit of respite for her because it's all about Siri. And then you said when they reunite, they're reuniting at Kaer Morin to fight the wild hunt and then it becomes a race against time to prepare for it yeah there's there's never really the only time we could have got it would have been afterwards like in blood and wine if she would have shown up there oh yeah and you know then to have that where if she's just chilling back at corvo bianco (laughs) while we're out vampire hunting yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think the the quest ends with Yennefer bringing Skjall back to life and it's really awful. It's really creepy. It's really scary and it's not very pleasant. And you can tell that it makes Geralt uncomfortable. Yennefer is not really showing any patience at all. She, you know, obviously this corpse person, Skjall, is very confused and can't speak very well. I think she even made a comment that his body was starting to decay, but his vocal box was still all right. So he should be able to speak. And so whenever he wakes up, she's just like, speak, speak, where's Siri speak. And she just like, she's very, very persistent. Whereas Geralt is trying to kind of console him by telling him that he got his, um, you know, he died in battle. So he's, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Redeemed. Yeah, exactly. He's been redeemed in his village because he died in battle. He was trying to comfort him as such. And Yennefer's like, no, there's no time for comforting there's him. There's no Just time for that. <laughs> speak. What is what's happened to Siri? Um and- but I think with that, I've heard people again be like, Oh, Yen again, she's not blah blah blah. This is a corpse. Like yeah. this is a dead body in the, the philosophical questions of the afterlife. There's clearly an afterlife here mm-hmm. because is Skull like in a limbo? Was he nowhere? Did he come back? Well, you have to be somewhere if you're going to come back to life. So all that notwithstanding, he's dead. And they're right. Like, it's about the living. And what do his his feelings matter? 
if he's I dead? I don't know. I know. That's what, that's again, that's like a whole other aspect of philosophical thought that we can't even comprehend. Yeah. Because we can't, we don't have cases of people coming back to life. No. <laughs> in sense like this. But it's another thing where I think just Yen gets a bit wronged in the sense of she's kind of right here. Like, Gerald, yeah. there is no time to do this. Mm-hmm. The spell might run out. We absolutely have to find out what happened to Siri while we have this time. Yeah, we need to get get the information out of him whilst we can because she doesn't know how much, how long she can hold on to this spell. And obviously he's not particularly coherent. So um it might take longer to get information out of him. So we need to just get to get down to business. And like you say, like there's no way of knowing how conscious this person is or isn't, whether it's just like a way she can tap into his brain and just look at his memories as such. But it's really awful. Just the whole thing's just not very nice to watch and it ends with it kind of fading to a white screen and we're gonna go back and see i think we play a siri in the next one don't yeah, we yeah that's yeah yep. yeah so we're gonna see what happened with siri and scal and how they ended up well we don't know where siri ended up but we're gonna see how scal got here anyway and i think we're finally gonna see that companion oh yes you got through that episode without saying who it was <laughs> i did and there's, I guess I can hold off for a whole other week. Oh, well, is it going to, yeah, it's going to feel longer because today feels like too soon to be recording a podcast because it's Tuesday and we never record yeah. until like Thursday, Friday. And now it's going to be like over a week till we record. So yeah, I'm going to have forgotten how to podcast by the time we come back. <laughs> but let's say I need to, we need to record right as I get home from that 11 hour flight in the middle of the day. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> just flip the camera on, just, uh, uh, Witcher. Who's, Who's the companion? <laughs> after those, uh, what, 96 hour, 96 hours it'll be uh, in Amsterdam. But that's wild to me. That will be next week. I think that's going to do it, though. Yeah. For this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Witcher Podcast, as I'm about to. There it goes. Find us on Twitter, Witcher Podcast. Email us, witcherpod at gmail got, gmail.com. Instagram at witcherpod. Discord, again, there is a channel in Lucy's Discord. We'll link that below for just on the path that we put a bunch of random stuff in. Um, and again, you can follow. We'll put some stuff on the on the path Instagram account of us in Amsterdam and all that. Yes. But a lot of stuff also like the personal accounts, but you can find those pretty easy. Uh, again, Make sure if, or if you're listening to this, you can also watch this on the Gwentfinity channel on YouTube. Big thanks to Mark Marktheus for editing all this and everybody else there for the images and everything they do. Uh, it's incredible. Bang up job. And uh, yeah, again, comment below those videos. Seems like we're getting a little bit more. Yeah, YouTube's been really fun. I've really enjoyed doing it. I'm glad we decided to do it. And if you're on YouTube, you can see uh, mine and Brett's unintentional matching outfits. White tops. <laughs> Everything I have is basically white, black, and gray. It's all like athletic gear and all of that. I've got all my nice, my nice outfits. Uh, they'll pack. have, they'll have in Amsterdam. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I have all that the covered there. Lucy, where can we find you? Uh, you'll find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Lucy J Robin. All right. You can find me on Twitter at the Fox Bride Four because God bless it. Whoever has the Fox Bride will not give that up. I'm gonna go report them. I really just want Fox Bride. If anybody can grab Fox Bride, not the just Fox Bride on Twitch, 
especially Twitch, but on Instagram, any of that, or uh, on Twitter, any of that, I will pay you. <laughs> I will pay. I legitimately just want that because like the Fox bride just, it's like too much. And people oh, usually like say it. Fox. I do, but like, I just like Fox, Fox, mm. bride, you know, like the, it can be long. And some people like say the whole name. I'm just like, eh, you don't, have, you don't have to do all the syllables <laughs> in there. So I think it's just like that. Cause it'll be just more like a Fox thing. Uh, and Twitch is the Fox bride. So join us next time for our first one post Amsterdam. And if you are still listening to this, which I doubt any of you are, we will have a very special announcement Ooh, to make we will. when we get that. back from Amsterdam. Maybe a very special person joining the show. Okay, so there's your tease. We'll do that when we get back next up, Monday or Tuesday. Nothing. Basically, the day this episode drops will be the day we will probably announce that. Yes. It should be around that time. Yeah. But next time, join us on the path as there is a calm before the storm. <laughs>